in a crazy day of conference realignment. We've talked about it. We've speculated about it all week now. It is all but official Oregon in Washington to the Big Ten. The latest news on what that means for the remaining Pac-12 members. Brett McMurphy tweeting out, Arizona State and Utah now showing interest in the Big 12. Ah. Arizona has already applied for Big 12 memberships, but Big 12 now exploring its options following the news of Oregon and Washington leaving for the yeah. Big 10. If you've heard, if you've kind of been tracking it, the Big 12 reportedly wanted to stay at 14, That's why, or get to 14 and then stay there, uh, which, is, uh, which is why Arizona might be leaving without Arizona State. But now that there's an 18-team conference, you can kind of see the the way that, that, that things are, are looking for the future of college football. And like you said earlier, Nick, I, I don't even know if you expect it to stay at 18, that these are going to become bigger and bigger conferences that perhaps the Big 12 would ex- look to expand to 16 teams. And who knows? I mean, as this thing goes, you know, maybe even more. I mean, the Big 12, as, as they do have all the time zones covered, and even if they do add Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah – would it might it make some sense to grab a team from California in California? You're talking about the Big Twelve the big, for the Big Twelve, absolutely. Because you're you're trying to just expand your geological or geographical footprint. Like yeah. that's that's honestly what the Big Twelve. That's that's that that is what needs to be the Big 12's goal right now. They're not going to add the Clemsons of the world. They're not mm-hmm. going to be able. They obviously weren't able to add Utah. Like I've said, is a hell of a grab for the Big Twelve, right? Be. Because we're not talking about UCF and Cincinnati there. We're talking about a team that's been in the Rose Bowl the last two years. Won the Pac twelve last. Two won years. the Pac twelve the last two years, right? And so that that is a hell of a grab for the Big Twelve. Um, and you preserve somewhat of a rivalry there with the Holy War with oh, BYU. Absolutely. So that's a big that's a big big W for the Big Twelve. Um, so you're, I think, right now, if you're the Big Twelve, you do look at like a cow. Maybe the yeah. academic standards are too high, but I mean seriously, you're this talking isn't about, about academics, yeah, a, a, and exactly yeah. right because Stanford, athletic department wise, is one of the most successful in, in a very long time. Oh yeah, but you all, know, yeah, yeah. All, you know, it, it maybe maybe not in football, and they're going through a transition with David Shaw now out as head coach, and so like you're going through a transition, but. As we use the term quite often, Wild Wild West, that's what this is. You're just trying to just add so many teams that nobody else can come in and say, well, you don't have enough. You got it. You got to be done. Uh, we welcome you to join the conversation as well. Honda Lincoln Hotline, 402-464-5685. Starter Haven Text Line, same number, 402-464-5685. Adam and Lincoln is on the Honda of Lincoln Hotline. Adam, how's it going? Good. How are you guys doing today? Oh, not too bad. <laughs> Wild, <laughs> yeah. Adam. Yeah. I know. So I got a question for you. I was listening to your take a little bit ago on the semifinals deal with like the Big yeah. Ten, um, Big Ten championship. Yeah. What do you do with the other the other? I think it's the twenty four other twenty teams for that last game. Do they just play a lesser game, or then then do you hurt yourself by possibly eliminating a team that loses one of those games out of the playoff contention by you know, picking up a third loss or a second loss as it may be? However, it all works out. Mm-hmm. Do you think it, it hurts yourself more than it helps you? Or is that money in that semifinals game override kind of that that miss out opportunity? Thanks, Adam. Um, I, I think I think it'd be hard to try to convince teams to play another game. Um, and the only reason I say that is like injury wise, health wise. From a money standpoint, I think the Big Ten, if it's as successful, I mean, you're talking about those, and this is where it's interesting. If you're ta- you're talking about in those semifinal games, you could have Ohio State versus Michigan. Like, because if if the Big Ten really wanted to rework divisions here, they could do it to where Ohio State plays Michigan in a semifinal, and that I mean, rivalries are done; they're done. 
And so even one of more college football's more traditional rivalries and more exciting rivalries, not that I'm a fan of it. I, I want to make that very clear. All these things that like I'm mentioning, I'm not a huge fan of them. But that's it's just kind of what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of only having three conferences in the country. I'm not a fan of what we talked about during the break, Bach, of where like Washington State is going to struggle immensely trying to hire a coach. They're going to struggle immensely on the recruiting trail, more than they already are, and they don't get any national recognition. So to answer Adam's question, though, you like the Big Ten could be real strategic in how they organize divisions to where – you could you, you could be talking about a semifinal game that features Ohio State versus USC on one side and then a Michigan versus Penn State or a Michigan versus Oregon on the other side and I think you'd be able to generate enough revenue from those two team from those two games that it would it would make up for and be okay not having everybody else play but also if you're a six, um, if you're a six-win football program, you're sa- sitting there going, "All right, we've already made a bowl game, we're good." But also, if you're at, sitting there at five and six or five and seven, man, you're wanting that extra game. So I don't know how you'd handle that. Well, and I, I think too, like the COVID year, they thought about pairing the the teams, you know, to play an extra game without necessarily it meaning anything to advance uh, to, in a conference playoff type of situation. Um, again, I don't know. I, I think that there's a way to do all of this and, and figure all of it out, um, regardless of whatever number they come up with. They will. I mean, they'll figure out a way to, to figure out a champion. Again, I just think it means maybe less of what we think. Is there a need for a conference championship game? Maybe there will be. Maybe they'll continue to do it. Mm-hmm. Maybe they won't. Non-con games. Maybe not. Maybe maybe Man. they will. Um, so, I mean, like you said, traditional rivalries, a lot of these things. Are, and, are you still going to protect the rivalries? Like the game, Michigan-Ohio State probably is not dead. Like Thunder Rock yeah. Collins, you're right. It's probably not dead. I think they'll still protect rivalries. They'll still protect some of them. Yeah. But like Nebraska, for for example, Nebraska-Iowa, they might be in the same division, so that helps out from a geographic standpoint. And, Bach, I do want to talk geographic things real quick here, real quick, because Wet Blanket says, slow down, Nick. Expanding geographic footprint isn't necessarily a good thing for a conference. Increased geographic size creates increased travel costs for sports not called football. Um, I, I understand where that's coming from, but I go back to what we talked about last summer, and if a conference was worried about, and this is just the, the seismic shift in collegiate athletics, if the conferences were worried about travel, then the Big Ten would have never added USC-UCLA. If they saw that as a priority, they would have never added USC-UCLA. Because you could even argue, yes, the Rutgers, the Penn State tri- trips to, to USC or vice versa are going to be exhausting. They are. They are. They are. I, I don't know all the, the, the logistics of it. I don't know if you can go directly on a, on a charter flight. I don't know if there's enough gas in plane. Like, I don't know all the details, but you're getting to a, a potential, like, you might have to land, have a connecting flight. You might have to land, fill up on gas. Like, you, like those little little details, if the Big Ten or any of the conferences were worried about it, um, they wouldn't uh, have added USC, UCLA. They were more concerned about money there, and that includes for sports, not football. So when I say for the Big 12 conference, that's, for the most part, centrally located now. Cincinnati to Cal is a shorter distance than Rutgers to Cal. And so, and same with Texas. Texas to to Stanford is going to be shorter than it would be from 
Penn State to Stanford. Like, they're, I, I hate to say it, and it's not morally correct, but they're not worried about the travel because they, no. they don't see these guys as college or guys and gals as college athletes anymore. Well, and I mean, they've made it very clear they want to be in all time, four time zones. The goal of the Big 12, it was to expand nationwide, and, and they're, they're doing that and have done that already. And it also, it also should be noted, and I think that this is important for people to understand too. Again, all these, all these moves based on, on football. And and really, the college football, yeah. we see it now. I mean, if you if you can't see that the money's there, and that these are is basically a semi professional league, and, and really a professional league, because college football mm-hmm. is, if you just take you know pro and college out of it, one of the top leagues in in the nation. Um, you know, then I, I don't know how to, how to help you there if you can't see that. The other thing is, I think similar to baseball. Um, where you don't play every team in the yeah. conference. I think these non-money-making sports, you're going to play your regional conference mm-hmm. opponents. Um, and then, you know, and, and then the football team, it, again, it's like the NFL. You can travel exactly. nationwide. Their money's there. Ooh. It'll be an adjustment, but it's not going to be a problem. But I think when you're looking at the other sports, backs, basketball makes money. So, you know, maybe you see all you see all those yeah. trips, and that'll be a little bit weird for a one-and-a-half-hour game or whatever. But – um, I, I think I, what what somebody said on the text line too is is again what this hurts is the fans. Yo, For fans absolutely. can't you know absolutely. some of these trips are would be vacation trips. You can't make all these these trips year in and year out unless you absolutely have have the money to do so. And I should say game in and game out. And so a lot. Of, and the other thing is attendance. The, yeah. be, because of that, you're gonna probably take a hit in attendance here and there other than places where you're going to rock a home crowd one way or the other. Well, and so I, I do want to mention that and I enjoy like wet blanket because I, I, I enjoy the like the pushback and I enjoy getting tested and or not tested, but like, you know, having a, having an actual debate on thoughts, this. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so wet blanket says the value of USC and UCLA clearly offsets the cost. Does Cal and Utah. And what I would respond to that is that the big Ten's not looking at those two schools. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe those two schools don't, don't offset the cost for the Big Ten, but I think they certainly do for the Big Twelve. Big Twelve with Cal and Utah, they are firmly that number three conference, right? You could even argue that right now they're firmly the number three conference. But imagine if the Big Twelve gets those Cal and Utah, and they also get ASU and Arizona. I mean, that you're talking about expanding west, and that flight from Cincinnati to Utah is not bad. The flight from Utah to Cal is not bad, obviously. Same with Arizona to Cincinnati. So I think it's 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 situational wet blanket, and I think that it might those two schools like Cal and Stanford might not offset the cost for the Big Ten, but I think they offset the cost for a, a Big Twelve conference that's still trying to um, trying to just stake their claim as as college football's number th- or college athletics number three power conference. Well, and and, I, and again, I, the positioning of the Big Twelve has been fantastic. If you want to say who's the number three conference, I mean, at least in the ACC, you still have some powers there, um, but those powers are likely to get poached, and that's why you know you're kind of you're kind of putting the Big Twelve there. So, lot lot still to more to figure out as as we move forward, and that's why the speculation will continue to be crazy as we are moving to an 18 team conference in the Big Ten. Let's break is, down a little more. Excuse oh, me is there is there is there is there a name change on the horizon? I don't think there's a need for that. I mean, okay. the Big Ten's been the big. I think the branding there is already there, unless unless they talk to Elon Musk. Just go with your favorite letter, and you can change it to X. whatever. But uh, yeah, this is welcome in. It's an X versus Y showdown. Big Ten SEC. <laughs> But at least the SEC still makes sense because it is a Southeastern Conference. It the Big is. Ten uh, doesn't make so much sense. But let's talk a little bit more how about all this affects Nebraska. We'll do that coming up next year on 93.7 The Ticket. This is the Ticket Water Cooler. <laughs> 